0: Love, talk, radio.
1: Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner.
2: This is episode number 384, How to Create Extraordinary Love and Cherished Relationships with Paige and Don Mars. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy Wiener. I am the founder of LastFirstDate.com dot com and also the woman of dot com So go check out when you 're finished listening. Go check out my other podcast over there at the women dot com and that 's for women who are ready to step more fully into their value in work, in life, and in love. So Welcome to Last First Date Radio, where we believe it's never too late for love and that a woman of value naturally attracts the respect and rewards that she deserves in life and love. A woman of value is someone who shows up, stands up, and speaks up because she knows her inherent value, and she knows how to be kind in her interactions. Every week I bring you a tip on how to become that woman of value, and this week's tip is embrace your beauty. We have so much trouble embracing who we are, what we look like. We find all the flaws. So my challenge to you this week is to embrace what you look like, the the beauty within and without, because we all have it, and we're so, so hard on ourselves. So be kind, be compassionate to yourself, and embrace your beauty. And Before I bring on our guests, I want to invite you to join my free Facebook group. It's called Your Last First Date. Don't forget the your. And this is for women who are over 40 who are ready to really learn the tools, the skills to be in a healthy relationship. This is not a place to vent and complain and whine and be a victim. We all have difficulty in dating and relationships, so you know you can air your grievances, but this isn't a place to dwell there. It's a place to grow and become healthier and find your last first date. So join Your Last First Date, and now I'm going to bring on my guests. They are happily married for over 30 years. Paige and Don Mars have also worked together since the day they joined their lives. They've co-authored two how-to memoirs, both of which teach through story. One is called Grabbing Lightning and Executive in Passage. When life lets you know it's time for change, let that knowing lead you. For the past decade, they've offered their relationship program, The Love Conversation, which teaches core principles and methods for making the quest for love less messy and has helped countless individuals create extraordinary love in their most cherished relationships. Welcome to the show, Paige and Don. Thanks, Andy.
1: Thank you for having
2: okay. us. Very happy pleasure. to be here. Thank you. So... I would love to hear a little bit about your relationship. How did you meet? How did you create this extraordinary love together? I mean, it's not easy to work together. I can tell you that. I worked with my ex-husband for many years, and yeah, it can be yeah. challenging. So, yeah, yeah, tell
1: us about you. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's actually a little bit, uh, you know, the, the story starts in many, many places. I guess I'd like, to, if you'll forgive me, I'd like to go Start a little earlier than before than we met. We just uh, we had met in the the book. It's about how we got together and that just you know amazing relationship we have. But it started with um, I was I was going through a very very difficult time and I had a disaster in my career and um, I was just horrified. I was at the it felt like I'd come to the end of the road in myself. You know. And I went home and I closed my eyes, not to meditate. I wasn't meditating at the time, but I just wanted to find some solace. And I suddenly felt myself just hurtling down a dark channel. And I thought I was going to die. And then I kind of like catapulted into this incredible love. And uh, I was out of body in this divine experience of love. Everything is love universe is love the earth is love i'm love your love and then i got these little little vignettes a whole series of them showing how many times in my life i had avoided love or damaged love or made made a fearful choice that kept me from doing things and i realized that the thing that keeps us from feeling love is fear and i come out of it i had to begin again i had lost my house i Began again. So I started a company that was based on love, and uh, Paige. <laughs> I met Paige because she became in as a client. Um, oh. But she she on her own, ages had created. Her position was that she wanted to have a commit a, a uh, herself to having a loving business. That that was the bedrock on which her business was built. So. That's how we started.
0: Yeah. Oh, so cool. these, yeah. So basically I called him up and hired him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then about uh, probably maybe six months later we were that phrase you use, we joined our lives, that happened about six months later. So it's kind of a wild story, which is what actually the story that's told in grabbing lightning. And why the subhead of that is the messy quest for an extraordinary love, because the quest to get there is was messy, and uh, sometimes that derails people. And
2: so that's that's kind of how we started. Yeah, that's ex- that's exciting. I mean, it's and I love. I mean, it's also what I love is Don, that you came to that crossroads, which felt like the end and you were able to see the light and the love. And, you know, I think people don't see love as their birthright, as something that's actually happened and happens all the time in their lives. And so are, are there ways that you help your clients, patients, to find the love that already exists and the ways that, you know, they've missed it?
0: Absolutely, I'd say that's the core of what we do. It's it's with clients and people who we uh, you know when we do workshops, but it's uh, it's very much about this two part or two energies woven together. Part of it is the um, understanding that love is like you said, it's our birthright. We're we're hardwired for love and connection. It, people who have a spiritual orientation would see it as the, uh, you know, as the human manifestation of something larger, a transcendent love. And, um, and then so there's the opening to that and, and being aware of it in many, many different ways in, a, in working with people. As you know, as somebody who works with people, it depends on what they're going through is how you teach that. and mm-hmm. But a large part of the work is, looking at what blocks our experience with it. It's like if it's our birthright and if it's who we are and Don's experience revealed it's the substance and nature of life if you let it be, it's like what are we doing that's in the way and we spend a lot of time on that part because that's the problem.
1: Yeah. the interesting thing to follow that up is that love is quite it's something that's very different than we think it is. We think it's kind of like, well, let's see, I've got a dog and I've got a house and I've got a good job and I've got, uh, I love my wife or I love my husband and, uh, and we're going on vacation. It's like one of these six or eight things that we have in our lives when, what, when you make love, the sort of the focus, amazing things happen because it's, love is extremely powerful energy and it keeps growing and growing with each little problem you have if you work out the problem right then it's amazing the energy in simply loving and we don't understand that and that's what we're sort of reaching for here with this extraordinary love that we're all capable of that it's built in it's one of our birthrights and we simply not you know we don't know how to heal those little disruptions that we have that end up destroying our relationships
2: yeah that's very well said and i think that you know we also have these crazy fairy tale ideas of love and it's going to hit us and we're going to know the minute we see the person and we're going to have butterflies and and it's people are looking for the wrong things and they're tolerating the wrong things and they have no idea how to resolve conflict and and Mm-hmm. you know it's just it blows my mind because i mean i was there for sure and mm-hmm. most of us grow up in homes where we don't mm-hmm. have it modeled for us right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep yep so yep. so let's let's get into what is extraordinary love tell us tell us how you see that we're staring, we're looking we're looking at each other going who's going to who's going to answer
0: that? <laughs> the um don don pointed to me before i pointed to him uh, <laughs> the
2: uh well i think Th- that's the extraordinary thing, love, right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, one of the characteristics is of at least our relationship is that we are both a hundred, and if you could be a hundred and fifty percent, if you'd be more than a hundred percent committed to something, we're a hundred percent each committed to the fulfillment of the other person. And it's and when you do that mutually, it's it's pretty amazing. So that's normal for us to do what you just well witnessed or heard but when in terms of describing what extraordinary love is i think the um i know for don the experience that he just shared about that out-of-body epiphany is that that times i maybe we've all had those moments when just something larger happens to us and you just feel something that you can't really describe and so in a sense, that's extraordinary love, but then extraordinary love in a relationship is, is, the, is how do you be with that, how do you open to it, so that it becomes your natural way of being, and again, as we've talked about getting rid of all the messiness that gets in the way, but one of the things we hear a lot from clients and people in, um, in workshops is that they think of extraordinary love first as the honeymoon phase, you know, yeah. And or as the fairy tale, and most of us by now say, um, there you know that fairy tale of happily ever after isn't is just a fairy tale. It's not true. We actually think it is true, but Uh not the way people think it is, and not how. But if but that honey, part of the honeymoon phase, what people think of as a honeymoon, and part of that's hormones and the newness and all of that. But there's also a part of it that seems like it's the gift of, it's a gift of love. It's like you don't really do anything to get that. Maybe that's related to your saying it's our birthright. But a lot of people want to get back to the honeymoon phase, and we think that that's kind of a low goal, a low bar, because mm-hmm. there's, the honeymoon phase is just a taste of what we're calling extraordinary love. And it's, it's a, a relationship in which the love of one another and the love of self and the the fulfillment of each other grows and deepens and expands with time. It definitely does not fade or stagnate at all. And but that doesn't mean there aren't disruptions and there aren't problems. As a matter of fact, um, the one of the core skills I would we would say that one has to have to have a relationship that you could characterize as, as extraordinary love is the ability to face the normal natural things that come up in a relationship both from the patterns that we bring in or the circumstances life delivers and how do you deal with those things in a way that you actually become closer and more intimate and most people don't know how to do that
1: Uh I have an an experience here that comes to mind while she's talking talking about this we had as Paige said we moved in Together, like I think it's closer to five months or six. But we moved in together, and we're we're in rapture. And um, I would say within a week or two or three or something, she said something that really got me. I I happen to be a I'm not anymore, but I was a highly defensive character. And what she what she said sounded like criticism. And I uh-huh. I sh- spoke. I spoke to her very sharply, and it's, I saw her crumble in front of me. And I, and I, I think I um, stormed out of the house or whatever. The <laughs> apartment. The, we had a tiny apartment, and and um, and um, Paige said later that she was out organizing her socks in a drawer in the other room <laughs> while I
0: <laughs> to calm down.
1: <laughs> but my, my my experience. This reminded me of of countless, uh, not countless, I didn't have a lot of relationships, but countless times within a a marriage that ended for me, uh, where I would get angry and I'd go into a hole and I'd be silent, and then um, the one who held the silence longest won. (laughs) And um, that's not going to work with this woman because I'm in such pain that we lost what we had and it was so incredible that I went back and I didn't know what to say to her uh, but by that time she had walked up She walked up to me she had this kind of this wonderful puppy dog look on her face and she said to me, she took my hand and she said I'm sorry for my part and I looked at her and I said I'm sorry for my part and we embraced and that the, we learned right there that if you want to sustain your love you get rid of those things that separate you and they, they you know they come they flood you during a busy week it's to keep remembering to restore the connection you have because we didn't uh, later we talked about you know that i yeah i'm defensive and yeah her reminded her of her father the way Sometimes would jab at her, but but you know it's it's these things, little little things. Are just one example of the countless ways. And under that, I realized later, both of us realized it was fear. I was afraid that she was not, not when she was critical of me. I was afraid that she wouldn't love me because I did that. And she was afraid that oh, did I make a mistake? This guy's storming out of the house, you know. So the, the little fear we have to overcome the fear to get back to be willing to embrace each other and then solve the problem later
2: mm. that's a great story i I think you know just seeing how you repaired is mm-hmm. a sign of the relationship that developed, and in many relationships, they don't get to that point they
0: yeah.
2: the wounds are too strong, so like when you described extraordinary love before and making the relationship the top priority and the commitment to the fulfillment of the other person you have to be strong within yourself to be able to have that amount to give isn't that true yeah that's that's
0: interesting because i want to say yes but i don't think i was at the beginning i've never thought about it that way but I think where the strength came, where, the, where there had to be strength and inner resolve on both of our parts is that we were each individually committed to living our lives, I'll use the shorthand of basically living our lives from love instead of fear. Uh-huh. And that was a premier, and we, we, we each had that to some degree before we met. And so bringing that into the relationship, I think the strength came from that commitment. I mean, I remember times when um, it took us about five years, I would say, to figure out really our best way of handling all that touchy yucky stuff that happens that that threatens the love or that that blocks it temporarily. And it took it, and some of them were really rough, rougher than. I mean, some of them were really rough, and I, just because of time, I won't go into details of it, but there was something I remember one time, I don't remember what the problem was, but I remember this is probably about three or four years into our relationship, where we were, it's like we kept on barking at each other, The stuff was rough for a couple of days, and we kept trying to repair, but it, it just kept falling out, it wasn't fixing, and... Um, and I remember thinking I could not figure out a way to really talk about what was going on inside of me, which was very painful and and scared, um, in a way that he wasn't going to get defensive in response. It was like I, I couldn't like everything I tried didn't work. And I remember standing in the kitchen one time and feeling this like deeply deep like a pull in a uh, this. Stru- pole, meaning like a rod of strength, bolting from my head to my feet, you know, from from heaven to earth, that was like, I'm going to figure out a way to have this conversation in love no matter what. It's the most important thing. So when you talk about the strength in myself, it was like that, I think that kind of resolve needs to be in each person. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, a lot of times we say it only takes one to turn a relationship in the right direction. It really right. does because it's, it's and most of what we teach when we talk about teaching relationship skills and stuff, most of it is something that an individual needs to learn for themselves, and then it gets played mm-hmm. out in your togetherness. So I guess that's how I would respond to about where the strength. But I was I was a mess in
2: many ways. I I've, I've become so much a better person
0: <laughs> because of the yeah. context of our relationship.
2: Yeah, and I think. You know, and I'm glad that you clarified that because I think a lot of people feel that they have to be all, you know, actualized and, you know, all cooked, basically, in order to, you're right, in order to have this kind of relationship. And I think, you know, what I'm hearing is trust Mm -hmm. is a big part of it, learning Mm -hmm. to trust each other, knowing that you know your your love for each other was greater than the fear and and we all have our wounds you know when you see somebody act like a 3 year old you know you know where it's coming from and once we can look at ourselves and say okay i get it i get where this is coming from and i'm i'm willing to see my part which is what you said yeah. mm-hmm. right at the yeah. beginning i i'm sorry for my part and i i have to say like just before my son lives with me he's 28, and he's um, building his wealth so he can move out, Mm -hmm. and he, um, but you know what, he's he's really helped me in many ways to have this kind of extraordinary love between a mother and a son, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just before I was, I I do a lot of the the prepping of the food and the shopping because my, my career is more flexible than his. And um, so he had a, a day off today, and I'm sitting in the kitchen. I'm making salad, and, and I said, can I get your help to help me with this salad? And he was like, I'm re- I really don't want to get up. I am so tired, and I just I don't even want salad, so I'm not going to get up. And then about a minute later, he said, I'm going to help you. And he came into the kitchen, and he said, what do you need? And then later when I was having lunch, he said, you know, I was thinking about it, and I know I'm going to eat the salad, and I really appreciate what you do and how you help. And and it was no big deal for me. I mean, that was just like Aww. so wow. kind. And yeah. I was able to say to him that provided me with so much support because I feel like, you know, when you do that little bit, it just creates so much more generosity on my part that i want to do yeah. it more
0: yeah um, so
2: being able to have that conversation to be able to have him think about me and not just himself you know there's just so many yeah. elements that we've learned about each other and i really just so much appreciate the relationship that we've developed
0: mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I I love that you
0: brought up your son because, uh, I mean, even though, like the book Grabbing Lightning, the messy quest for an extraordinary love is definitely about a a, a relationship between lovers, but uh-huh. it's the work, though, and, and people we work with, it is any relationship, really, and it, anybody who you want that kind of long-term, intimate closeness with, and I love mm-hmm. that you have that with your son, son. and... Uh-huh. Other thing you said that's really beautiful that I hadn't I don't think we we thought to talk about is that the when you talked about appreci- that you appreciated him and you told him that you what you appreciated about that mm-hmm. the that's one of the things people don't realize is that withholding appreciation actually causes a huge amount of stress in yourself and i mean you watch it in a in when with couples or in a in a pro anything where people are together and you do an exercise where you give them some a little format for how to really express appreciation that's more than i appreciate you or i love you yeah. or you know, that kind of think so it's like that's not enough <laughs> but yeah. there's the tears of joy that come and tears of love and the emoting that happens with that when when we unblock how much we appreciate people but people even we're not even trained how to give appreciation and the way well, you, do, you, yeah. know, you you know you got to give some details what do you appreciate yeah.
2: why yeah. did you appreciate it? how did it make you feel you know all of that it's a great example yeah. on Thank your part yeah you. I, I learned a lot about that in coaching school, by the way. We we had an mm. exercise where we had to stand opposite our classmates and tell them what we appreciated about them, and, and everybody was crying. I mean, I've used this in my retreats because we hardly ever hear someone mm. reflect how they see us. Yeah. We don't feel seen. We don't feel really truly appreciated or heard, and being able mm-hmm. to give feedback like that is, Is incredible Mm -hmm. and so rare. And and that withholding, I remember when I was first married, and I I went over to my sister in law's, and all the women were sitting around talking about how they withheld sex from their husbands when they were angry. And I was like, oh my God, what is going on here?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is this?
2: And it was oh. just like they had so much smugness about it. Like, you know, well he's not gonna oh. do this for me, so I'm gonna withhold that from him. And it's really like we're oh. all two years old, and you can't have my toy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don wanted to uh, say
1: something. <laughs> he does. He's
0: trying to get in.
1: <laughs> did you hear me grunting over here? I did. <laughs> I, 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 would just wanted to comment on that. This, your story, the, there were two wonderful things I heard. One was. He was tired, and you obviously know he's tired. He's working a full schedule. You didn't when you 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 walked away. You, you could have yelled from the kitchen. You lazy bone. You know <laughs> you're just you know you're always back. You know you always want to sleep, and you don't really appreciate me making the salad and stuff. You gave him the room to realize that the, the trust you two have. It's okay if he wants to sleep. It really is. He is tired. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and it's and you were happy to give that to him. But then because you were so much that way, he was able to respond in kind. And oh come on, I'll help you, you know. So it's yeah. it's that, it's that reciprocity that deepens and deepens and deepens with time because you didn't go in and bitch at him, you know? Uh,
2: well thank you for that reflection and nagging does not work and you know having somebody do something out of obligation and not really from a personal choice where they feel Mm -hmm. a sense of love and and the desire to give it's just so much healthier to have it come from that place
0: yeah 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 and you have to be able to find it in yourself to do that yeah Um, you know when you mentioned you mentioned your work with women of value and as you guys were just talking I was thinking um, that and about and even your question about having the strength in yourself and one of the things that develops in a in the I sometimes call it our usness because the context is kind of a, a academic word at times but in the context of the relationship in this in this other entity that almost forms that is us that that has a particular characteristic one of the things that we found developing, and I'll just speak for myself, is that I have be—I understand now that I'm lovable the way I am, and I understand that I'm trustworthy the way I am. And because a lot of people think in terms of loving and being loved, but this thing about, am I actually lovable? Am I trustable? You know, am I am I good mm-hmm. enough? Am I whole enough? Am I enough? And I think a lot of the Negative manifestations that we have—the quipping and the subtle jabs and the criticisms and all of that—the the pretending things are okay when they're not, the going silent, the argue—all of that junk that's normal in most relationships—kind of comes all from it. Its base is a fear of not being lovable and a fear of not being enough. And mm-hmm. I think in a in a relationship where the two of you are committed to I mean we didn't go into this committed saying, well, we're committed to healing our fear together, but that is what we've done. Mm-hmm. We did that though or mm-hmm. we and we keep doing that. Mm-hmm. But it really goes after once you kind of get the get the thing going, it really sits on your the relationship sits on an upward spiral instead of kind of bumping along or a downward spiral.
2: Yeah, I love that. And I yeah, there's a woman in my Facebook group who's one of my monitors and She's in a beautiful relationship. She's getting remarried. And one of the things she posted recently was that her fiancé has a whole list of things that he wants her to stop doing. And they all have to do with stop beating yourself up, stop, you know, feeling guilty oh. for taking time for yourself. You know, it was all, oh. all, all about her reaching her highest self. And some people were yeah. like, wow, I could never handle it if a guy said those things to me. Oh, really? And I You know. And I'm thinking, wow, how lucky that she she has a guy who wants her to always rise up to be her best self.
0: Yeah.
2: That's right? amazing. You
0: know, I I cringed when you started the sentence. I went, Uh oh, you because know, 'cause we've seen those <laughs> lists of okay, I need you to clean up more, I need you to wear yes. tighter yeah. pants, I need you to lose five pounds.
2: But yeah, like none we've of that. seen those lists, right? <laughs>
0: But yeah, no, one. this was
2: amazing and it was wow. it is an extraordinary love story and both of them yes. have grown together and it's you know just both of them came from a lot of wounding and damaged you know beginnings and how they've helped each other and mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's just so important to look at the connection. So like let's let's talk about how to find that type of love or how to create it. You know, I I have a feeling you're going to say you don't find it, you create it, but (laughs) (laughs) I would love to hear from you (laughs) because I know our audience. (laughs) I
1: think think that that by being in your heart and trusting that there is such a thing as love and that if, if you're... If you stay committed to it, you will find it, and somebody out there who is also looking will 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 recognize you because you'll you'll have that smile on your face, or you'll have that wonderful way of you know letting the person go ahead of you, or you have that wonderful gift of generosity, or being kind, or appreciating something. You can you can recognize those signs, and it's. Um, and so I would say that you that it is a birthright that you you simply allow it to grow and you find somebody who helps you grow it then you grow it for them and they grow it for you.
0: And then I I want to add to yeah. that the uh, I used to after we were together um, for a for a relatively short time um, I had girlfriends. Saying, How did you
1: find this?
0: <laughs> wow, mm-hmm. what do you do? <laughs> and you and, should have seen
1: him when I met him for <laughs>
0: <laughs> well there's that, but no no, we were both not who we are now. I mean my gosh we've you know you ask our family members, we do have a couple of close family members who will uh remind us in the best truly in the loving best way, and I, wow, <laughs> you guys have grown so much I mean really, there are those who are. Anyway, I mean, like, (laughs) but anyway, what I was going to say is that I said, you know what, I, I think that the what created the conditions for us to first of all, I mean, there's finding the person and then there's creating the love or and opening to and creating the conditions in which the love flourishes that I think you do. So you got to run into the person, but um, there's. You know how when you watch, this is a, I've never done any kind of figure skating, but when you watch figure skating on ice and how fluid and beautiful and graceful it is, you know, uh-huh. and if, it's like people sometimes see a great relationship and they go, oh, I just want to be fluid and graceful and all this stuff. And what they don't know is inside, first of all, there's an enormous amount of practice that goes on, but they've worked their butts off in their inner world, in their bodies in this case. You know, their, their abs are strong. Their, you know, they know how to whatever. I don't know what they do because I've never done it. But it just strikes me that there's, there's an enormous amount of inner work that we have to do both before you find the person and throughout the rest of your life together. And it's really, in, I think that's what creates, that's probably, I don't know, 80%, 90% of what creates it is who you are inside yourself are you working on? Are you aware of your own negative patterns and getting over them? Um, are you Are you being generous even when you don't feel like it? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. basically Are you able to act from love instead of smallness? And I think that's what creates the conditions in which the this you know the person can be in your life and come into your life. And when you bring that. Personal responsibility, then into the relationship, then you have the the soil for it to grow. And God, I'm mixing metaphors from ice skating to plants. <laughs> spike. Well, I, I was, just heard that.
1: Well, I was just thinking. <laughs> that, I love uh, it. <laughs> you know, Go on. you were saying that it, it takes some work, but it's also it's kind of it's love work. It's uh, it's like sitting down at a banquet is uh, is work. You know, you you the the riches, the bounty of of the work you produce, of simply resolving these nasty jabs that might come up suddenly and yeah. to resolve them in a loving way—that's uh, a you—you you can feel yeah. good all over from that. It's you know, not really work.
0: You know what I just thought of? I've never thought because people are always say, "Does it work?" I've never thought of this word before. really—we don't—we would never say we work in our relationship, but we are deeply engaged and active in our relationship. But it never feels like work.
2: I like that distinction, I, and I think that's what you hear all the time. Oh, it's so much work, and, <laughs> you know, marriage is work. It's like, you know, a ball and chain. You know, there's just so many oh. negative ways that people see relationships and so much misunderstanding. But I like mm. the deeply engaged and active, It's it's a consciousness, you know. It's a yeah. consciousness and an intention that you set to make the relationship work, Mm-hmm. and also to really just deal with your own crap, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah exactly.
1: That's what
0: uh, we, that, we, that, Sandy, that.
1: We, <laughs> we call that, you know what oh, that have, is? We have a phrase. In that, in that phrase or in that the story I told you about the uh, one of the hundreds of them where, where uh, I went silent and Paige came up and said, I'm sorry for my part, the amount of courage it takes for her to do that to in a sense, humble herself to the love, mm-hmm. and for me i i always would resist i'd always win i'd always say <laughs> say I had to what we call bust us, bust yourself you really have to call yourself and you say, All right, you stand up and you be here for this, you know you can't cop out with your silences, and you you simply bust yourself, you give in to yeah being open and accepting
0: and and, uh, well, and I had vulnerable. But in that story mm-hmm. though, I had to do the same thing. You don't just go, you don't go be angry or hurt and then go say I'm sorry for my part. I would not I you say before you say those words, I'm like, "Oh my god, what just happened? Where what did I do? Did I what did he do? Why am I reacting so strongly?" So there's a whole inner process that that goes on that you know we playfully call, you got to bust yourself. And it actually, if you do that to yourself, it, one of the side benefits is that the other person is less likely to come at you with knives because you're
1: but, self-reflecting. But I have to admit that uh, after we learned to master that and we were kind of much more engaged with each other in a kinder way, she would say, I'm sorry for my part, and I'd say, I'm sorry for your part too. <laughs> <laughs> and we both have fallen. We both laughing. Fall of fall Yeah. In the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Labs, yeah. Labs, we talk, you
0: you can't do that unless you're really
1: <laughs> yeah. past
0: it emotionally the Yeah. Otherwise, and you're gonna go right back, right back in a hole.
2: Exactly, and that is part of extraordinary love. I think is to also be able to laugh, to be able to laugh mm-hmm. at yourselves mm-hmm. at at you know at the foibles at the ridiculousness sometimes of what we get crazy about. And yeah. I, I have seen like the most successful couples are still laughing together many years yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that
0: that would be true for yeah. us you more so be. than before. I can
2: hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you two are extraordinary. This has been an amazing conversation. I, I wish we had more time because there's so many other subtopics we could go into and how to have those conversations. And we'll have to have you back so you can – go deeper 100%. into some of these areas. Um, Great. Tell us, um, tell us how people can find you. Okay. Uh, three at the
0: moment, uh, two ways to actually find us, us personally. One is um, we have a website, theloveconversation.com. So that's those three words, theloveconversation.com, spelled just the way we spell them in English. Uh-huh. and um, and there's a we do a periodic newsletter in there, and actually, right now it's called Field Notes. We're about to change it to love Notes.
1: Uh-huh. and
0: uh, so they can somebody can get on the list there. There's also a contact form there that if somebody actually wants to send us a note, we are very responsive with people. And then we have a Facebook page called the Love Conversation. So however you I think you just face Facebook, dot com slash the love conversation I think it is but anybody on Facebook knows how to find a page called yeah. the love conversation yeah and then yeah. and then we'd love for people of course to check out the the well either of the two books but the more recent one is grabbing lightning the messy quest for an extraordinary love it's a we one of the things we hear the most that we're very proud of is people say well I thought it was going to take me a month or two to read this given my schedule but two days later they're back going oh my God I couldn't put it down so it it does read like a good novel for for most people, even though it is a a true story. So that's where they find the book.
2: That's great. And story sells. Story sells the sto- the 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 process because we can mm-hmm. understand it. We can remember it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. that's that's yeah. great that you told your story. Yeah.
0: yeah. And the story, by the way, in that book is the story of what you how do you find it how do you create it it's that story it's not the story of our relationship the the mm. relationship itself is it happens at the end of the book and the epilogue goes into what happened as a matter of fact the epilogue is the result of readers early readers manuscript readers asking us questions and our favorite question was did your relationship go from bliss to bliss to bliss or did you run into the usual crap <laughs>
2: <laughs> So we I talk think we about know the answer it. to that. We, we do. We do, and and we talk about
0: that there. So, anyway.
2: Yeah. Well, hmm. it's great to to reveal the crap, you know, because otherwise you're not relatable, and people will say, "Well, I can't have what you have because mm-hmm. you're just perfect,
0: <gasps> and I'm not."
1: Oh,
2: yeah. oh not oh. even close.
1: No. <laughs> not
0: even close. We really were. We really created this.
1: You know, I have And to, anybody can. I have to <laughs> say when you, when but. you Sandy asked. Earlier about uh, the courage that uh, Paige had, that I think that's that's really the thing that uh, sustained me. Was I was never really prepared to leave, but I could withhold myself, and um, I think Paige's ability to bust herself, to be willing to get off her whatever was troubling her, and and really try to get through built in me a sense of trust in another person that I never had in all my life. That she was going to be there. Suddenly, and that's one of the amazing things about extraordinary love is when that other person behaves in an expansive way, you suddenly expand. And and I'm, I'm more, I think I'm more whole than I've ever been, and increasingly so, because it's it's a reciprocating. The love, well, the love is eternal in nature, so it's going to keep expanding.
2: Well, I love yeah. that. Eternally. And yeah. Thanks, love. Um, so. yeah. And yeah, that's beautiful just, appreciation, which is what you were talking about before. So yeah. you just modeled what it is to really appreciate a partner and yeah. and be yeah. very specific about what she brings to your life. So thank you so much. Okay. And thank um, you. For yeah, good luck with your books and thank your you. your work, and thank you for doing this beautiful work in the world. You're, you're welcome, you know, and thank, thank you, you, too. This has been a great conversation. It's fun to talk
1: to yes, back I'm and forth it, like it, this. I'm sorry it's over. <laughs> it's over. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I loved it, too. And.
1: Thanks, everybody,
2: for listening today. If you love our show, please rate and review it wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple Podcasts would be the my choice. Um, and um, we hope you go on your last first date very soon. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.